House of Kayfabe Special Edition, the final Mount Rushmore. We are back here on the House of Kayfabe, and today we are going to dissect a very popular topic. Everybody in the podcast game and any other type of game have talked about this subject of who are the final four for the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. And I had to bring in a whole cast of people to have this conversation because we have to have an elite super fan panel to, de- to come to a definitive four. So today I have got the one and only Adam Harris. I have also got Stephen P. New. I've got Derek Jones. I've got Matt Mullins. I've got Steve Barker. I have an entire cast of people. And Stephen P. New, you are with me right now, too. So let's, uh, and I know Stephen P. New thinks that this segment, this entire conversation is just something that, that, that shouldn't even be done. Stephen P. New, Mount Rushmore. I, I'm excited to find the Final Four. Are you? I am as well. Um, as I mentioned in our chat earlier, uh, I have a little bit of objection because I think Mount Rushmore is a bad analogy. All right. For instance, Teddy Roosevelt was the 26th president of the United States. He commissioned Mount Rushmore, had himself put on it, by the way, right. which is which is a totally pro wrestling <laughs> thing to do. But there have now been 20 presidents since Teddy Roosevelt. So if you think about, you know, those those first presidents came along, that was a 120 years of 125 years of the country. And there's now been almost a hun- that same amount of time since with 20 other presidents. So to me, I think Rushmore is a bad analogy. But if you guys want to go with it, you well, know, well uh, I'll, say this. Way, I'll say this. I'll say this. Instead of the actual Mount Rushmore, let's just say that this is the four most your influential. Four. Your, well, your four most influential, not my top four, not your top four, but the top four. By, by facts and putting up the, the facts and everyone agreeing on four of the most influential people in professional wrestling. When you talk about you. You, not necessarily Mount Rushmore that if you were going to create a Mount Rushmore of the sport of professional wrestling, this is who would be there. Yeah. All right. I and, got another devil's advocate to go with you there. Well, well, real quick, uh, let's talk about your devil's advocate to begin with the Teddy Roosevelt. When you're talking about Teddy Roosevelt, put himself on Mount Rushmore is that like is Cody Rhodes the Teddy Roosevelt of uh, <laughs> a professional wrestling? I saw it more as McMahon because you know Vince McMahon was a wrestling company owner. Yeah, you know, and and he did some things. Then he created the Mister McMahon on air character. So I kind of see Vince McMahon as more the. Teddy Roosevelt. Maybe so, but it, I really think it could be Cody because he's totally putting himself on the mountain right now. He's definitely <laughs> he's, he's putting a modern him. day Rough Rider, I'll tell you that much. What people don't know yet is this is the newest AEW faction. 
all of us. <laughs> we are in the new fashion. <laughs> Man, I hope. Just be a lone wolf in fucking AEW, apparently. I hope that we can get over before the next faction comes out. That's that's oh, just yeah, what I'm over. Next week? Yeah, well, actually, I think one just came out. QT. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Another one just came out. I, I just seen a break on, uh, on AEW.com. There are six new factions since we started this segment here today who knows how many will be there by the time that this I show's think over christian cage is the only unaffiliated wrestler in aew yeah oh man you should have checked the breaking news christian now has a faction and, and no, i'm just kidding i'm, I'm just kidding by the dirt sheets again yes boom so what are the factors is what we need to talk about i think the very well actually let's talk about your second dev, devil's ad commit what is your second devil's ad commit steve new um we don't all know. So if someone brings up someone tonight, say from a time period that we're not all familiar with, we may need a little time here, Brian Resner, to access our phones, our computers, our tablets, or whatever, to do some uh, real-time comparison of things like draws, years they've held the belts, crowds, money earned, Things like that, because I think above above and beyond beyond all else, we need to be having apples to apples comparisons, not just subjective. This is who, you know, I can totally see what you're saying, Adam Harris, whoever would put on Mount I can totally see what you're saying, but I can also look at this panel of super fans and know that not every single one of us may have lived through every single part of wrestling, but all of us know who Luthez is. All of us know who Bruno San Martinos is. All of us know who Ray Stevens is. So there are lots of people that maybe we didn't live through that we know the legacy of that we can discuss here today to figure out who is who was on that top four. Derek Jones, I mean, you're probably the youngest fan here. Would that would that be right? Yes, and, and I feel like what Steve is trying to say is Derek is younger than the rest of us. He doesn't <laughs> know what's going on. But in reality, I got it, Steve. I promise. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I told you before you know we started this. I'm watching you. Even though I'm I watched wrestling 15 years for you even more. You know I'm watching that, right? the Chi-Town Rumble right now from 89. Yes. I've got it, man. I'm pretty sure he watches more wrestling than anybody in here. Yeah, well, that, oh, yeah. That's Here's true. Derek right? Jones definitely consumes more wrestling on a daily basis than anyone he's like else. A, he's like the tool fan of wrestling. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> fair comparison. So, fair. question... I, I, question for you guys is where does this conversation start because you want to start it because if when you say mount rushmore of wrestling first four names that come to mind to any modern fan would be steve austin the rock hulk hogan rick flair but you can't go with those four because it's a lot more complex than that to make this decision of the four most influential people in wrestling so i guess really what we should start with is rick flair does rick flair get on Mount Rushmore, I think he should definitely be the first name we talk about because he's the first name that come to mind when people say the greatest wrestler of all time. So is Ric Flair, well, we'll start with you, Derek Jones. You're the youngest. Is Ric Flair on this mountain? No. You say no. And to me, that's crazy. I mean, it's just insane. Steve insane. Bar- insane. <laughs> I, he's young, kids. Man, he can't help it. Like, like in his defense, 
He probably saw like Ric Flair wrestling in a fucking t-shirt and impact. You know, Starcade 95 instead of 85. <laughs> no, that's great. Derek back just and sees Ric Flair impregnating Lacey Evans, and he goes oh, with the last one yeah, right. he has seen and, and judges from that. And Ric Flair just getting cucked by Charlotte on like five different occasions. So right. I, mean, I understand the young guy not, not getting it. I'm going to be understanding. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to start out and say 16 times, man. 16 times the world heavyweight champion. And when people think about professional wrestling, they think about Ric Flair, which is a bigger thing than when, than if they think about Hulk Hogan or John Cena or anything like that, because Ric Flair was not made by the WWE machine. He's his own man. He was in the South and still got national world renowned. Everybody knows who Ric Flair is. Everybody in every country. So uh, to me, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Let's let's tag a lawyer in an, in on this. Stephen P. New, Ric Flair, can you state his case on why he belongs on this mountain? I think from the longevity of his career, how well he did it at the top of the game for so long, and then his ability to stay relevant for a longer uh, an even longer period of time. Uh, there's a reason why he is beloved in pop culture. Snoop Dogg talks about how much he loves Ric Flair. Ric Flair had a rap song about him. Uh, like six of them. Just the last couple. Oh, he's had, um, he's been talked about in rap songs for decades, but he's had rap songs. About, I mean, he's probably got six that are uh, just about him period. Sure. Not, not so to mention rock songs. Icon. There's rock right. songs. He is a cultural icon who at one period of time from about 1979 or 80, whenever he won his first title up through whenever he won his last world title was relevant. Then he comes around into WWE for, you know, act two evolution and, you know, goes out on an incredible swan song. So, you, you know, you talk about all of the wrestlers that he put over all of the wrestlers who patterned themselves in one way or another after him, plus the 16 time world championship, plus the, Eight matches, eight sixty-minute matches a, a week for a very long period of time. So that's why, for the modern era, um, Ric Flair's got to be in the discussion at least. Derek Jones, you know, after you know hearing that little bit of argument, because there's plenty more where that came sure. from. But to, after hearing that little bit of argument, Derek, where how how do you make the argument that he shouldn't be? All right, so let's dissect everything you just talked about. And and I don't disagree that Ric Flair should be in the conversation. You asked me if he belonged on the mountain, and I'm still saying no. The first thing is his pop culture reference. You said there's a rap song about him. Yeah, there was one about Booker T, too. I heard it at, uh, from Bad Bunny, and it was horrible. It doesn't mean that Booker T belongs on Mount Rushmore. 16-time world you champion. You expected that about Booker T, maybe. You wouldn't expect that about – a a guy who was 68 years old at the time. That's the, ask yourself that Derek Jones, whether 10 or 15 years after Booker T's career is over, there's still rap songs, whether they're, whether Adidas is releasing a sneaker after Booker T, 
I mean, you know, but really, none of these factors puts him on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. What puts him on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling is the impact he's had on wrestling and on wrestling fans. And as a wrestling fan, me personally, I'm in the sales business. That's what I do every day is I sell things to people. And you know what I do to get jacked up in the morning when I'm ready to go and just tackle the sales market? I listen to Ric Flair promos because they jack me up because he's the greatest salesman of all time. I'm sold 100% on Ric Flair being on the mountain. I think to reiterate what Stephen P and Rez said is it's not just Ric Flair's achievements in wrestling it's the it's the overall effect on the world like who else who else has a catchphrase that's just woo and in, instantly everybody knows what it is you know that's that's the impact so i think that that's but you, you know you said it's not even just his accomplishments in wrestling but it is his accomplishments accomplishments in wrestling too not just no, his effect is, yeah, on it, everything but it's it's it his accomplishments as well people that d- didn't know anything about wrestling into wrestling just by like who is this woo guy or you know who is who is this jet plane riding you know like i, I want to research that and he gets gets people involved in wrestling is that that lure of flair but okay so derek finish your argument here why should rick flair not be on mount rushmore all right so you know we we talked about the rap song then you went into the 16 time world champion are you gonna put on the mount rushmore um that's a ooh, that's a good point now it's it's void is it void is it void because it what's more of an accomplishment 16 time world champion from the time that rick flair was champion or 16 time world champion in a modern wwe world adam harris you are the only man who's not talked yet and i'm pretty sure probably steven knew and Merez has probably met him but adam harris has had rick flair at his birthday adam harris tell them what's up I think you have to start it with Ric Flair. I mean, I wrote down four criteria. It has to be a world champion, great talker, proven draw, and longevity. Flair has all of that stuff. And for me, if I'm building the Mount Rushmore, people are going to come and see that, right? And so it has to tell the story. With Flair, you've got the story of headlining seven Starcades. I counted, speaking of doing your research, seven Starcades headlining the first seven. Then you've got the story of the territories from Memphis to Mid-South to Mid-Atlantic to World Class. He, he went to all those places. Japan. He's really, he's really the, the last of everybody. Yeah. He's really the last... Uh, of the territory champion, right? I mean, he's the last one. So that I think that says a lot too. Sorry, go ahead. Derek, I mean, really like, uh, you know, we keep, we keep going and every time that someone comes in, they, they have more reasons. Adam just had four criterias uh, for the Mount Rushmore. I've got like 20 flair checks all my boxes too. Keep telling, keep talking to me, Derek Jones. I mean, convince me that he's like that dude that tries to tell you they do, that the Beatles were overrated. That's where Derek Jones is right now. There's always that one motherfucker that's like, well, you know, the Beatles aren't really that good. Okay, guy, tell me, Derek Jones. Brian Wilson was a much better composer. <laughs> Listen, I would yeah. never say that about the Beatles. So you tell me, tell, okay. tell me. Look, and, man, and there's again, some empirical evidences in the world like fucking water's wet me you and rez are fucking bald and fucking rick flair <laughs> is one of the greatest ever <laughs> okay. I'm not, uh, let's go back I'm to Derek jones he's not one of the greatest ever and again i'm not saying he doesn't belong in this conversation all you asked me was does he belong on mount rushmore and and to me it's still a no because well, there are four what? other individuals 
that I can state a better case for. Okay, so at least give us one or two of those. And, well, I, I'll give you three, and you'll probably agree with three of them. My fourth one, none of you are going to agree with, oh, regardless God, of what type of information it. I give you. Uh, okay, g- give me the, give me the, g- just go ahead and give me the four. Why don't you just give me the four that are, are better suits <laughs> for Mount fucking Rushmore than Ric Flair? <laughs> All right, so, and, and, and you know my disdain. But Hulk Hogan belongs on Mount Rushmore. Of course, I think. I, 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 he's my next one on my list to talk about. And I absolutely hate Hulk Hogan. But you want to talk about accomplishments? He's got the accomplishments. But most of all, he transcended wrestling. He took it somewhere that it probably would have never been had moves not been made with him or without him. Suburban Commando. He invented pay-per-view. I mean, he's the reason pay-per-view is a thing. Yes. He DMZ. transcended DMZ. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> okay, so I Hulk believe, Hogan. Who's next? I believe that The Rock belongs on Mount Rushmore. Okay. He's definitely Again, somebody that should another, be in the conversation. Right. Another person that has transcended wrestling. He actually became bigger than the WWE and not wrestling, but the, the entertainment WWE, he is bigger than the company that produced him. And that says something about it. I think Steve Austin belongs on Mount Rushmore. The Rock, you have a longevity issue. That's the problem with The Rock. I am a card-carrying member of a fanatical Rock fan. But, man, we're, did, I mean, was he there for 10 years? That is a, that's a good point. That is a very, very solid point. And I was actually going to bring that up as well. The Rock definitely is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. However, how long did he spend in professional wrestling? What? Uh, somebody going to look that up. Well, and so, I mean, you could talk about the, again, telling the story of professional wrestling. That's a great one. And it would be hard to argue leaving that one out if you're going to say most recognizable, uh, not necessarily the greatest worker in the world, uh, you know, and you would say the same thing about Hulk Hogan, you know. I think the other thing is, like, it goes to Flair, too, and I bet we would say this about Bret Hart, too. Kind of had the same match a hundred times. You can name a ton of great opponents and a ton of great matches that they drew money on, but Flair had a lot of the same uh, uh, great moves that we all know and love. Same with the Hitman. Um, And The Rock, I mean, kind of set the stage for what became the five moves of doom. You know, where it was just like, okay, this is going to be my routine. Each and every time I do this, it's going to be a thing. And the crowd pops each and every time. So he was only full time from 96 to 2004. And then he was back from 11 to 13 sporadically. And then one shot in 2016. And that was the Cena match, maybe? Yeah. Okay. So it's hard to argue against. It's hard to argue against the impact of those few years, though. I mean, uh, it's really hard to underestimate. Right, and that's the thing, is he became that big of a star in that short amount of time. Longevity is a big deal because we want to see our favorites over and over and over, and I get it. We want them to always be around. But if you can compress that time frame and still get the same bang for your buck, that says a lot. So who's the fourth guy that no one's going to agree with, Terry Jones? So we'll 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 get to him later. Let's let's keep No, I I really want to know who this guy is. I'm gonna, if you're going to fucking say somebody like it's going to be Okada or it's going to be Kenny Omega or who's the other man. legendary Japanese giant guy? Baba. I mean, the thing is, like, dude, that's a good point. Like, having some, having uh, grown up with a step grandmother who was Japanese, who got me into Japanese wrestling as a kid. When Sechon moved here in '94, one of the few things that she kept on the wall that reminded her to of her of her home country was a fucking eight by ten of Antonio Inoki. So, I mean, if you know, it depends. There's some parameters that have to be set here because Antonio Inoki. 
is a god. You know what I mean? He's Hogan. Plus, that dude's been in the Japanese diet for decades. If you don't know what the Japanese diet is, that's their government. He wasn't like a flash in the pan once. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't believe you. What's his name? Fucking the governor. Governor wrestling guy. Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Right. You know, Jesse the Body was a politician for four years. Dude, Antonio Noki, like he uh, uh, he uh, uh, negotiated for these terrorists to release Japanese uh, 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 victims or, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Prisoners of war. Prisoners oh, of war. That's where he's at. Like And transcended pop culture with uh, Muhammad Ali, right? Right, yeah. But, I mean, I'm Which saying, like, time just was a big that. Deal. If you want to talk about The Rock being whatever, no one's going to call The Rock to go to Iraq to get prisoners of war back. They say San Antonio and Noki. So Haven't you seen Young Rock? We're only a steps away from that. So bad. Asian Wheaties. Yes, so bad. So, I want to yeah. know where Stephen New is on the on the Hulk Hogan thing. Hogan's in the discussion just because of impact at the time. I the, the Hulkamania era is undeniable to the sport of professional wrestling. And he, along with a promoter, completely changed the entire sport of professional wrestling. So I think Hogan's at least got to be oh. in the discussion. No, wait, no, wait, 3,000 fans. Does he have to be in the discussion at this point or do we put him on the mountain? Because uh, now Derek Jones said Hulk Hogan belongs on the mountain. You just said Hulk Hogan belongs on the mountain. Stephen Barker, did you say Hulk Hogan belongs on the mountain? Uh, for me personally, no, but for like, if we're, if, say, say we're letting someone who's not a wrestling fan listen to this. And that's how I came across this. Cause like, you know, my four is definitely going to probably include, it could include like Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho. Uh, but that's not, that's not, that's enough not, for, that's not reality. That's not a, that's not reality, right? That's not like I, I came across this thinking if we were going to let someone who doesn't know anything about wrestling, this would be their, you know, this would be the way that they would find out about Tom Brady, Joe Montana, you know, blah, 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 you know, the other two quarterbacks, right? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've never was a big, huge Hogan fan, Hulkamaniac. I, where I grew up, we didn't have the ability to watch them. So the only time I ever watched them when I was a kid was I watched them on Saturday, uh, Saturday night main event. Okay, so the question, there. but the question is, though, you can totally see why he belongs on the Mount Rushmore, and you can totally agree with that, correct? Yeah. yeah A- Adam Harris, Adam Harris, Hulk Hogan, you can agree with he's on the Mount Rushmore? I, I say there's very little argument against putting Hulk Hogan on the Mount Rushmore. Okay, Matt Mullins, do you think that uh, Hulk Hogan belongs on the Mount Rushmore without a doubt? Without a doubt, I was a Hulkamaniac. Okay, well, then we he can go ahead and fill that see spot. how much easier this would be, Reznor? See how much easier this would be? If you go 81 to 21, 40, 40 years, all right, where it gets boring is from 80 back to 40. Well, wait till we start talking 20. about Stanislav Zabisco. We'll be talking about him and Frank. And, and honestly, <laughs> if, what I'm saying is, if Jim Cornette heard what you just said, he would say you were full of shit, Stephen P. New. <laughs> to Derek Jones' point, I think it's pretty hard to argue against Hogan, Flair, Stone Cold Rock. That's the given, but that's the given one. That's the one that everyone says, and it can't be those four guys because it all can't come from them. From 81 to 21. I have a hard time. I have a hard time putting Rock and Austin. Like for me, it's one or the other. 
It's agreed. Agreed. I, I would have put yeah, HBK. I think here's, uh, yeah, I'm like, the same thing. It's like HBK or Brett, maybe. Like some people might be on either one of those, or maybe yeah. a. I believe that you can't do Michaels. You know why you can't do HBK and Brett? And I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan, and I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. I I love both of them. They've been part of some of my great greatest <laughs> matches on my entire list. However, they were on top at a time when wrestling was was dying. Like when when Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels first started getting on top, they were they were a part of the the next generation era, and the next generation era is a very unsuccessful era in WWE history. If not for the Attitude Era, it could have been the era that killed wrestling. So I don't think Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart can get on there because of that. Do you do you see my point there? I agree. I completely agree. That's why I didn't put either one of them on there. Steve New, do you think that I, ha- I have some uh, some ground there to say Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart can't be on there because of the time that they had in the business where, where they were on top? I, I agree because and and neither of those guys did what the four that I just mentioned did in terms of either transcending the business. You know, I know that Bret Hart thinks he's a better technical wrestler than Ric Flair. I don't believe he is. And then for the reasons that Derek Jones said, Stone Cold and the Possibly the Rocks or whoever else you want to make an argument, an argument about. Uh, okay, you so argue that Cena and not the Rock. I don't know. All right, since you brought up, uh, since you brought up Stone Cold again, and we we've heard Stone Cold so many times, is Stone Cold like Hogan? Can we all agree that Stone Cold is going to be on the Mount Rushmore? Because of course, Stone Cold is the you know he's the savior of professional wrestling. He he kind of ushered in the Attitude Era. He he saved wrestling from a very dark time. What, where, and he became the biggest star to ever, you know, to ever do it. So, is Steve Austin definitely on Mount Rushmore? Steve New, I'll start with you. Steve, I mean, is Steve Austin there? He's on my 81 to 21 Mount Rushmore. Yes. We're not talking 81 to 21. Steve knew we're talking about professional wrestling as a whole, the entire, the, the entire thing. This is four people from the entire world, from Frank Gotch all the way to the fucking young bucks. Nope. So Steve Austin's not on there. Not, not on mine. Okay. Wow. Would, would you argue against Steve Austin being on, on it? This is not going to be fair. He's a lawyer. He's going to win and not be right. What's that? I said, he's a lawyer. He's trained to do this. He's going to win and maybe probably not be right. This is not going to be You know, the beautiful thing they teach you to do in law school is argue both sides. You can argue as passionately about Stone Cold going on there as I can vehemently him not going on there. That's what lawyers call ethics. Okay, so we'll, we'll switch over to Stephen Barker. Stephen Barker, do you feel as if Stone Cold should be on Mount Rushmore? Or would you argue against it? Yes, uh, he has sold more T-shirts than Tommy Hilfiger. This man has sold more T-shirts than any T-shirt that, of anybody ever, right? There's people that probably have Austin 316 T-shirts that don't even know who the fuck he is. He also is a minor star outside of, you know, I mean, dude, he, and and not to be too wonky about it, he was fantastic in the WCW. He was great. He was great then. He just wasn't the star. So he has the work behind it as well. You I know, totally agree. That, that's what I think about the difference between him and The Rock is The Rock, you know, obviously, you know, that dude burned brighter than anybody, but he burned real slow or, or real quick. Uh, man, Stone Cold was great in the Hollywood Blondes, dude. And that was when the WCW was fucking ta- terrible. Oh, and man, that's my favorite time in WCW, 92, 93. Yeah, me too, me too. Okay, Adam Harris, would you argue against Steve? Steve, uh, Steve Austin being on the uh, the the mountain. 
here's how I stand on Austin, and I would I would include him, even though I feel like he may not have the worldwide recognition that that The Rock has. Uh, Stone Cold did what Barker said, which was sold T-shirts, um, had amazing gimmicks his whole life, but also a couple bad ones. And so, if you're telling the story of professional wrestling, you can talk about the ringmaster and how he overcame that and became the personality, you know, turned up to 10 and changed the wrestling business. I'll tell you uh, one. He also came from world-class uh, championship wrestling. So again, I like that you can tell the territory story there. He was the TV champion for me. Like I wondered if Steve Austin would ever lose the TV championship yes. when I first started watching wrestling. Yeah. And then yes. Hollywood Blondes, man. I mean, for, for me, the work is there. And even in his latter period when the knees were blown and the neck was hurt, uh, he still managed to have significant matches and, and sold out arenas. So, again, uh, longevity and draw. It's hard to argue against that. A question that comes to mind is when you're talking about, oh, The Rock belongs on there. Oh, Steve Austin belongs on there. Oh, only one of them should make it through. The reason why you say only one of them should make it through and that one, I feel, should be Steve Austin is because would The Rock be what he is today without Stone Cold. That's a great point. And I was going to say also, I didn't even say that, but I think Stone Cold captured that whole uh, underdog who who doesn't want to give a Stone Cold stutter to their boss, you know, and that's exactly. the reason I think he just captured the, the, the attention of everybody. Matt Mullins, would you argue against Steve Austin being on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? Uh, no, I would absolutely have Steve on there and the rock did not make mine. So, uh, I, I think you couldn't have both of them and this for the same reasons. I just think that the stone cold and Vince, uh, storyline was just, you know, world shattering. Everybody was watching it right then, you know? Um, so I'm a stone cold fan. All right, Derek Jones, would you argue against Steve Austin being on Mount Rushmore? No, not at all. And three-time Rumble winner. He's been on PWI number one, or the PWI 500, WCW TV champion, tag team champion, NWA tag team champion, WWE six-time world champion. I mean, he belongs on Rushmore. Okay, so everybody here agrees that Steve Austin belongs on Mount Rushmore, except for Stephen P. New. So we go back to you. So you are the lone man out, which is a, a familiar territory for you. You kick the shit out of people all day, no matter how many are on the other side. So you've got an entire panel that says Steve Austin belongs on there. So go ahead, make be the Derek Jones this time and make the argument of why Stone Cold Steve Austin does not belong on the Mount Rushmore. How many times was he world champion and how long? Does anybody have that uh, that information up? I think it's a he's a six time world heavyweight six champion. Six time world champion for a total of how many years or days? Mm, over the course of probably like four or five years, right? Yeah, good a good portion of four to five years he was on top. All right, how many straight pay per views did he main event? <clears throat> how many point was King of the Ring? Of also, what yeah. what main yeah. event happened during the Attitude Era once he got? And became Stone Cold. Who when was he not in the fucking main event? Who pretty much created tweeners? I don't believe that. I don't believe that he's a tweener. That's he was a, a tweener. No, he was obviously a good guy. No, he, he was doing bad guy shit, but he was doing bad guy shit against the ball. WrestleMania 13, he and Bret Hart did the. I dunk. was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say he from was definitely. My position is from WrestleMania 13 forward. He was a face. Yeah, he wasn't a heel until he did the fucking corporate bullshit. That was terrible. Well, even then, when he did the the WCW invasion stuff, he was still a face. When he went into WrestleMania 13, he was a heel. Yes. Yes. He created that Bret Hart angle from being a heel. 
But he wasn't right. a tweener. He right. wasn't a tweener then. I felt like he was still a tweener. Bret Hart was being booed and Stone Cold was being cheered. It was a rare double switch, WrestleMania 13. It's a thing of beauty. It's it a genius It was a thing of beauty, match. and there's a reason why that's my favorite professional wrestling match of all time. Well, and I think for that reason, again, when you want to tell the story of professional wrestling, that's one of the matches that we would all mention. So if we're not going to put Bret Hart on there, even though he's got the Calgary connection, uh, that goes into a whole nother thing with the family of wrestling that you could tell. we got to include Stone Cold. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring up Steve Austin versus Bret Hart because without that match, man, WrestleMania 13 would be an absolute shit show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the entire fucking event was absolutely terrible except for that match. Awesome. And that match was yeah. so good that it made WrestleMania 13. Without it, <laughs> WrestleMania 13 would go down in history as the worst WrestleMania I of mean, all time. I, just put me down for a maybe on stone cold because i'm sitting here looking at some other guys okay and, and i'm not so we're no, gonna go I'm not arguing against stone cold on mount rushmore all i'm saying is maybe because i need to know who the other three are well this could bring us back you know we all can probably name four or five specific stone cold matches that you know were fantastic can we name four or five rock matches that were of that, that didn't have Stone level. Cold in them? That didn't have Stone Cold. That didn't have Stone Cold in them. Yeah, no. And Hulk Hogan. That was it, man. That's the two that everybody. And that was match saying. was terrible. I mean, that was not a good match. It wasn't the kind of match that we've seen from Steve Austin and The Rock for sure. Uh, I mean, I think that everybody wanted that match to be amazing, and so the the fans made that match amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it again a while ago. Actually, I did it when the Cornette did the, the watch along. And uh, it's okay. It's, it's a match. So when it comes down to it, The Rock, to have that classic, amazing, awesome match, he has to be with a Mount Rushmore guy. <laughs> well, if we put <laughs> yeah. Steve Austin on Mount Rushmore, which right. we're, we're still in question there. And Steve New said he's got other guys that he could state a better case for. So just like Derek Jones and his other guys, that, which I, did we even get that fourth one? I don't think we even he's got it. mysterious. He's holding the fourth one still, but but Steve New, give me some guys that belong on there more than Stone Cold. All right, number one, I, I want to say this is the George Washington of any Mount Rushmore's Luthez. Luthez is George Washington. See, now I'm I, I believe that one of those guys have to be on there. One of those guys, yeah, whether it be, to be Frank Gotch, Luthez. Bruno San Martino, one of those guys has to be there. Now, the question is, which one of those guys? And I happen to, to lean toward Bruno San Martino. Well, let, let me make the case for Luthez. Sure, reading I'm, I'm here. Some of his bio. An official six-time world champion. He held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship three times for a combined total of 10 years, three months, and nine days longer than anyone else in history. He was a true shooter okay now yeah, but, yeah, one I mean, thing so i'd like Kurt angle well one thing i'd like to say to that is can we really talk about the length of title runs in comparison to that time frame when it was very common for someone to hold the belt for like three or four years and now when that is not even possible without losing your entire audience i think we're getting into like if you want to take this with other sports like when people want to compare to, you know, even if you wanted to like compare Tom Brady to someone not that long ago, like a Troy Aikman, the game is so much different. The industry is so much different. I I really truly have no reference. I've never seen a fucking Luthez match. You know, Frank. I've never seen a Frank Gotch match. I was I mean, about like, to say the same thing. Like I can't name a Luthez match or an opponent. You know what I mean? Really. Like who he ever be? Uh, Buddy Rogers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. and. 
You know, someone else that... Someone else that is involved in this conversation should definitely be Ray Stevens. A lot of people consider Ray Stevens the greatest wrestler of all time, even over Flair. And a West Virginian. <laughs> yes. No shit. Yeah, he was born in Winfield, right? No, sure. it wasn't Winfield. Where was it? It was something like you sent it to me, though. I thought it was like Point Pleasant or something. Point Pleasant. Yeah, Point Pleasant. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either, man. Uh, Mullins pulled that out on me. That might go that Steve New might have something here because before eighty one, I mean shit, dude. I started watching wrestling in like eighty four. I was gonna like, say for most people, the general population, like wrestling starts at either WrestleMania one or Hogan and Andre. So I mean, right. if you go in and go before that, then then you have to start talking about I feel like um, one I feel like one of those spots has to be from that that classic era, it it has to be one of those guys like Luthez, like Frank Gotch, like like Bruno Sammartino, like Ray Stevens, someone like that. Stephen, do you have any more things for for Luthez? Because six time world champion, even though it was ten years back then, uh, I think that a six time world champion that lasts for four years to five years is equivalent to that from that time frame. He wrestled on a part-time basis from age 49 to age 62. I mean, so is Jericho. Major title in 1978 in Mexico, becoming the inaugural Universal Wrestling Alliance heavyweight champion at the age of 62. Tez officially retired in 79 after a match with Luke Graham. Remained retired for wrestling his last match, December 26, 1990, in Japan, at the age of 74, against his protege, Masahiro Chono. Oh, uh, I bet you that was wrestled, a five-star battle. Oh, man, I bet it was, too. <laughs> Masahiro the Chono. only male professional wrestler, along with Abdullah the Butcher, to wrestle in seven different decades. Seven. Did Gypsy Joe not go seven decades? Nope. Abdullah the Butcher and Luthez. Okay. But Gypsy Joe was the oldest professional wrestler to ever step in the ring. Right. So okay. if you read his bio from the time, you know, he predates the NWA, but he made his professional wrestling debut in 1932 at the age of 16 and then was the world heavyweight champion in 1948 National Wrestling Alliance. Okay. For my money, that old guy, and I may even put Brian Reznor to your point, I may even put two old guys, pre-1980 guys on my Mount Rushmore because Thez is the NWA Equivalent of that, Bruno is the WWF equivalent. Actually, WWWF. Okay, yes. so so I can I can totally get down with this this idea of putting someone that that is a a founder a founder of wrestling. Um, but I don't know about two. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure about two, but I, I'm definitely well, then listening why you to got, the argument. You got George Washington and you got Abraham Lincoln. That's Sputnik Monroe. I want to say something about because uh, Stevens said it, and 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 when you look at George Washington's Wikipedia, which I presume at least one of us did today, it says the enduring precedent, and you could argue that Fez might be. I, you know, a lot of us might also say Flair. But if you are incorporating anything pre-70s, then what Steve just said is like, wow, well, that's a pretty big precedent. Well, I feel you like know. you're from the founding of the NWA, and, and he was the— And traveled. He traveled. He, he was the benchmark for—this was the benchmark for guys like Harley Race, Jack Briscoe, Terry Funk, Dory Funk— all of those Steve guys that came in the sixties and the seventies, Thez was their measuring stick. I mean, even even Steve Austin took a lot from Luthez. I mean, a lot Luthez of Thez Press. Lou Luthez 
was a, was definitely a, a very big staple in professional wrestling. I think that this kind of goes along with the Rock and Stone Cold type of conversation where one of them can be on this Mount Rushmore. Is it Luthez or is it Bruno? Well, here's my thing. And I, man, I just don't know about this. Because first of all, like, you know, we were talking about, you know, stick stuff, man. Stick man shit. Did they even cut promos in the 40s? Do we even know that? Do we go know if he's a good talker? Luthez versus Buddy Rogers, Steve Barker. Go on uh, YouTube and watch Luthez versus Vern Gagne, a 55-minute match from Chicago. Go on there and watch Antonio Rocca versus Luthez. Some crazy, uh, crazy good matches. Bruno hey, Jones, what's Stone Cold's what Stone Cold's finishing maneuver? A stunner. What is Ric Flair's? Figure four. What's Hulk Hogan's? Uh, two inch leg drop. <laughs> what's Frank <laughs> What's Frank Gotch's finisher? Uh, probably a half Nelson. <laughs> Sunset <laughs> flip. A toe pick. <laughs> an ankle pick. <laughs> but so if, if we're gonna get into these these uh these modern men of wrestling, I will hundred percent agree with Steve New on Luthez. For one reason and one reason only. Regardless of everything else he did, Luthez is featured in almost every wrestling match you will watch today because he is, if you really look into Luthez, he is a pioneer of most traditional wrestling maneuvers. You know, Barker said the Luthez press, well, look at your German suplex, invented as a work move by Luthez. Yep. A lot of your traditional wrestling maneuvers were invented by Luthes. So, yeah, if we're going to put one I'm on there, he is there he Derek, it. if I may, among his many accomplishments in the sport, he is credited with inventing a number of professional wrestling moves and holds, such as the belly-to-belly waist lock, later known as the German suplex, uh, the Luthes press, step-over-toe-hold face lock, uh, I believe that's called the STFU now, and the original power bomb. So when you're jacking wow. your jaw over there, wow. Stephen Barker, right. about what was his? <laughs> right. I mean, dude, hey, he only invented all of them. <laughs> the, ge- the, 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 the gentleman from Cross Lanes would like to yield that we include Luthez. <laughs> okay, dude, uh, he said, "Fucking dude, of course the lawyer won this." Yeah, lo- sure, the, uh, Stephen out. Stephen P. New <laughs> definitely power bomb. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen P. New definitely put his case right down now. When me and Steve New both agree on someone, they belong. Okay. Uh, All right. So Derek uh, Jones. Yeah, that's our that's our bookends too. I mean, we've got the youngest and the and the longest watching uh, fan on there. Right. Okay. So, so Derek Jones yeah, is a same. yes. Derek Jones is a yes on Luthez. Adam Harris is a yes on Luthez. Steve News is a yes on Luthez. Because of Steve News' argument, I am a yes on Luthez. Matt Mullins, are you a yes on Luthez? Man, I'm just, I'm exhausted, and I, I, I submit to that. That was awesome, yeah. Okay. Stephen Barker. Says, By order of the court, <laughs> yes. Okay, so, fine, all right, fine. so we've got Luthez. Luthez. Gavel. He's on the list. Stephen P. has to have a gavel somewhere, right? Okay, so... uh, No, no, no. No. He's on the other side, Barker. He's on the other side. He don't have the gavel. Uh, He's the the one that gets the gavel. Now, the argument, I think there could be an argument made for Bruno... Oh, of course, of course, there Held could the be WWF Heavyweight Championship for more than eleven years across two reigns. The first of which is the longest single reign in the promotion's history. Uh, he's a two-time heavyweight champion. Um, Sold out the Garden more times than any human being ever. 
Right, which is something that pisses me off because I've been to Mar- Madison Square Garden a number of times. They've got banners. They've got a lot of banners for the Knicks, for the Rangers. Uh, there's a banner honoring consecutive sellouts for Bruce Springsteen. There's a banner honoring consecutive sellouts by Billy Joel. There ought to be a banner up there for Bruno San Martino. Anyway, my point was you could argue that Bruno is a WWF or WWF equivalent of Luthez. I don't know that he was as innovative. Um, maybe you do what Reznor says, and you put one of those old guys on there, uh, Daz over San Martino. I could argue either one probably. Um, but then that only leaves you two spots to fill and not three spots to fill. Yeah, two spots, right. Yeah. And you, and you also know what Ric Flair said about San Martino. That dude never sold out anywhere outside of wherever he was big in Canada. He had a – was it Montreal? He was in Toronto. It was Toronto or Montreal where he was a gigantic star, and he was a gigantic star in the Northeast, but that motherfucker didn't sell out the Cow Palace. He didn't sell out Green Greensboro. You know what I mean? Like, so I would agree with that. that. I would agree with that, too, although I do love that Bruno has that international uh, uh, draw, and that was of the time period for sure. But if oh, I'm yeah, going to make... what made him so popular in the Northeast were all yeah, those Italian yeah. immigrants and things. And you hear those stories about... Uh, there was a time where professional wrestling, when, when it was revealed that, that it was a work and on a shoot, uh, they stayed in touch with the communities of color, interestingly. Uh, that's why you had uh, world champions. Pedro Morales was a champion of color because the Puerto Ricans and the Hispanics, they, they loved the fact that a champion, that they had a champion. Uh, same with San Martino. The Italians loved the fact it, and and it, it goes to to Barker's point about San Martino goes out to LA and can't hardly draw right you know? but he was big in either Montreal or Toronto it's one of those two he was a he was as big as he was in New York City as he was there for the same reason and I don't mm-hmm. think that he went to Japan the same way that like Bob Backlund's did and and Bockwinkles did um, I don't think somebody might correct me on that but I don't think Bruno did as much uh, in Japan certainly as as That's any right. of those other guys we talked about has anyone ever watched some San Martino matches mm-hmm. oh yeah you, I, 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 I mean and lost, I understand the Koloff and I mean and I understand that there's you know a difference of work rate man those matches are fucking boring like I think his finishing maneuver was a bear hug wasn't it well, I mean there were times when when bruno san martino would would keep the championship and when his arm was raised there'd be like 10 people in the garden left because it would be like four in the morning really <laughs> yeah well and and i think I, I can't help but wonder if one of the reasons there's no banners at, at madison square garden is because they somebody doesn't think you can verify those attendance records well there wasn't there wasn't a dave Meltzer back then to, to debunk so they were able to just say whoever the fuck. Do you well, think Dave Meltzer... Especially from reading Ole Anderson's book, which I wanted to say one other thing about Luthez in relation to that book, but, you know, the bookers were always cooking the numbers in one way or another, and I'm sure if anybody was guilty of that, it was New York. It was that I can't be sure they, of that. It was that thing where they would tell the newspaper there was 25,000, but they would tell the locker room there was eight. Exactly. <laughs> and no receipts, I'm sure. You know, no receipts for anything. And, uh, all the thing fellas. that Ole, the thing that only uh, Anderson said was whether nobody knew if Luthez could shoot or not, but nobody was going to find out. And right. they all believed it. 
It was a believable thing. And that's why Luthez has his spot on this final Mount Rushmore. But we've got two more spots, gentlemen, and we're about 50 minutes in. This is a two-parter already. So what? Uh, where is the, the parameter for these two spots that are left on Mount Rushmore, Steve New? That's a good question. So we've got Stone Cold up there. No, we don't. We have not gotten Stone Cold up there because yeah. you have not said that Stone Cold should be there. We have not unanimously decided on Steve Austin because of you, Stephen Peter. I thought we were saying Flair and Fez now. Are we? No, are I, we thought Hogan. I, I thought it was Hogan. Hogan and Fez oh, okay. are the only right, ones right. we have confirmed. Oh, okay. Hogan and Tez. So, I mean, right. if wow. we're confirming wow. Flair and Austin, then we're done. But uh, but but Stephen P. New had an an issue with uh, Steve Austin. Have we gotten anywhere with that? Well, guys, I, I, for me, if the choice is, if it were put to me, Tez, Hogan, Flair, Austin, I can't think of four more deserving. Oh, wow. Okay, so Stephen P. New has now agreed to Steve Austin. So therefore everyone has agreed to Steve Austin and we can put Steve Austin on this list. So Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan and Lou Thez are on our final Mount Rushmore. And we have got one more spot, which so that's spot time for Derek Jones to tell us. That's who his fourth guy. <laughs> it is because that's about the guy but, that you and, saw and down me, at the fucking VFW. Sure that that should sure be on the fucking where we thing. are then Rez. Five of six of us believe Flair should be in that final spot. Yes, of course. and I can't of think of one other person as number four. I can't think of one other person that belongs in that final spot than Ric Flair, and I don't think that any of the rest of you can. But Derek Jones has one person on his list that should be on the Mount Rushmore other than Ric Flair, and I can't wait to hear this fucking name. <laughs> so again, none of you are going to agree with us, so it's not really relevant. But based on in-ring abilities, based on career accomplishments, based on somewhat of longevity, uh, still has time to go because he's current. Uh, you know, if we're going on the other spectrum of Luthez, I've got to stay, you know, I've got to push forward into the future as well. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, a gentleman that has been the only gentleman to hold the NWA, TNA, IWGP, and WWE World Champion. Oh, AJ Styles? AJ Styles. Oh, that's oh, mm. that's a uh, you because know what? I, one, I really hate to argue against AJ Styles because I do and, think and he's one to, of the greatest to ever do it. Well, and to make it even better, one of the gentlemen that we just put on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling has stated that AJ Styles is the best professional wrestler on two feet today, living. I agree with that statement one hundred percent. I agree. Uh, I agree with AJ Styles. AJ Styles. I agree okay. with him too. I agree with all of that, but here is your rub. Here is your problem. If Stone Cold Steve Austin came to the Madison Civic Center, it would they would have to they would have to shut the whole town of Madison down. If Hulk Hogan did, it would have to shut the whole fucking town, a uh, whole county of Boone. <laughs> if AJ Styles shows up, it's going to sell out, but that's about it because the motherfuckers at that Go Mart on your way there don't know who the fuck AJ Styles is. But they'll tell you when you're getting your cigarettes on the way to the Madison Civic Center, hey man, Stone Cold Steve Austin at Madison Square fucking Civic Center, motherfucker. Like, They'd I, know, man, yeah. they would Styles know who Ric Flair is. They would know who Ric Flair is as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ric Flair, yeah. obviously. Of course. They haven't watched uh, Final Battle 04 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's my problem. I, th- I agree with Derrick Jones. 
what the fuck? It must be April Fool's Day. Uh, but <laughs> it must be. But I agree with him. But, man, there's just a big old issue, man. I don't think AJ Styles sells, sells the most T-shirts on fucking Raw. Or what is he on? Which one is he on? He's on Raw. But yeah, uh, he probably don't sell the most T-shirts on fucking Raw. Well, you know, if this was a, a T-shirt Mount Rush, more than that would matter. But it, it, here's the thing: it goes to popularity. You know, when you when well, you when you're thinking about one more spot, T-shirt Mount Rushmore wise, nobody from the Bullet Club in there because I mean, yeah, because they're selling. That, well, yeah, you're right. That shirt is ridiculous. It's not about T-shirt sales though, and it's about a final in spot. The Bullet Club. Here's a <laughs> question. Here's a question: Is AJ Styles, does he belong on there when there's only one spot left and Flair hasn't made it yet? Because I don't believe that AJ Styles would make it on Mount Rushmore over Ric Flair on AJ Styles' Mount Rushmore. How many AJ Styles pay-per-view main events has there been? I mean, a, a right. bunch. A, a lot. No, yeah. We're not counting Japan. We're not counting New Japan because we're not talking about Antonio Inoki. So we can't do that. It's not because if we're going to go Japan, you, you're you going to go Inoki and Ricky Shodu. You, you can't be selective on companies if you're just saying pay-per-views. So there's TNA pay-per-views. There's New Japan pay-per-views. There's WWE pay-per-views. Does TNA pay-per-views only, count? Yeah, they do. They, yeah, you said pay-per-views. That's a, technic- that's a technicality. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I love AJ Styles. I, I think I think that I think that your argument is worth talking about. But with one spot left, I don't think that it's I don't think it's plausible. I think if there was two more spots left, I mean, you could discuss like Andre. You could discuss Dusty. Oh, you just took so, mine. So you know, there, there's a on uh, PWI keeps a track of like how many wins a wrestler has, and for a long time, Flair held the record of most wins in a two year time frame until AJ Styles beat him. I figured it would be most draws. I figured Ric Flair would have like the most yeah. draws. In that yeah, that's also eighty-four to eighty-six. Did anyone ever want? Did ever anyone ever see Mick Foley bury Ric Flair in TNA? And he was like, I myself saw Ric Flair go forty-one minute a forty-one minute draw, and I was like, oh shit, that's a shot. He just made a shot on all those shoot sixty-minute fucking draws. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to throw my wild card out there, and I know again this is not going to make it up there for most of you guys, but I've, since uh, Derek threw out his uh, outlier, I think an argument needs to be made for Andre the Giant. And even though he may not have been always on top, and he was definitely not the greatest promo, uh, unless unless you were in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, man, can you I, include French Princess Bride promos? I, I would like to take uh, I would like to take this one. I would like to take this one and say that the reason why Andre is even being mentioned by you right now is because he was seven foot two and five hundred and five pounds in a time which is an attraction. When, and you can't teach that. You oh sure can't, but. Oh, Ah, Stephen Amore. Okay, now wait, wait. Now here, here's my argument. Here's my argument. If if Andre the Giant is six foot four, he's still a big man for sure. Mm-hmm. But he would have never sold a ticket. Same. He would have never it's had longevity. Same. He would have never been a professional wrestler if he would not have been born a giant. He would have never stepped in the ring. He was in in all aspects terrible. Except for the fact that he was gigantic. That is why I do not believe that Andre the Giant should be on Mount Rushmore simply because he was born a certain way. 
Okay, but if uh, you're going to go work rate though, and and if you want to go like way pre WrestleMania three when back when Andre the Giant could actually move, like if yeah. you watch some of those older ones, like I watched like a, it's on that Mid South documentary uh, where it's him and a three three way uh, trios match trios match fucking three uh, six man with uh, Dusty Hill and Dusty Rhodes and I think maybe JYD and man Andre the Giant was fucking throwing drop kicks. He like, could he work. Was, man. No uh, he could work at it. one point, which but man he got like five hundred pounds. Wait, I bring up this this same same thing again. D- did he have good work rate, or were you just shocked that the man that size could do a drop kick? Uh, it's a fucking drop kick. Do that not a lot of people could do. Okay, he was the attraction. Promoters, Vince McMahon Sr. had him and lent him out to other promoters. Because they knew as soon as they put him on the poster, they were selling out wherever they were. Wherever he was. They were yep. selling out Logan. They were selling out Madison Square Garden. They were selling out the Forum in L.A. They were selling out the Superdome in New Orleans. It didn't matter where Andre was. He was the draw. And the and line at the freak show at the circus is super long as well. It, it's the it's the same concept. People wanted to see his size. They didn't go there to see his fucking drop kick. Yeah. So, I mean, ahead, is Matt. that any different than talking to people? In That's the what they, Dusty they his, talked them into the building. I mean, I mean, you could say you the same thing. A bionic elbow and him grab, grab, grab his crotch. You could I, say I the mean, same thing for the two inch fucking leg drop. Go ahead, Matt. Moore. I mean, yeah. The, the uh, so I'm I'm dating I'm dating a girl that is not a pro wrestling fan, and uh, and she wants to know the she wants to know why I love it so much, and so I go back and I, I explain to her like the history of the the circus sideshows. That's what wrestling came from. So the argument that that he he was just this big attraction that's it's that is that's what wrestling is that's why we love it the theatrics he is he embodies that so i think that it's a big argument that he and he also and think of the people he drew in the building that other guys got to wrestle in front of. Think about uh, all those big matches that he brought people in uh, for, but a bunch of guys got to work in front of big houses because they got to be on the card with Andre. Uh, okay, so... And, and, and uh, uh, sorry, uh, he has cultural relevance because Matt Mullins' is old lady who don't like wrestling, she probably she loves him in Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. You know what I mean? Like, that dude is Absolutely. loved by hundreds of... Every white girl in America loves Princess Bride. What Whatever age, they, they all, all want a peanut. They all right? want a peanut. That's it, man. <laughs> uh, so, lady. we're talking and about. Again, if I'm building a tourist attraction and it's a big thing that everybody wants to look at, imagine Andre in Andre Granite, on there. Man. Let it me makes, ask you this: a six foot four Andre, does he get the job for Princess Bride? Fuck no, he but doesn't. That's like say, but, yeah, but, but that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's like saying, what if Ric Flair was eight foot tall? Like that's, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> if Ric Flair was eight foot tall, he would belong in this spot even more than he does right now. <laughs> I mean, I think the spot belongs to Flair, but I think there's a, still a solid uh, argument for Andre. I appreciate that. So I'll tell you what. So maybe we can put Flair on the mountain and have Andre be the mountain. (laughs) Maybe Andre is the mountain (laughs) that everyone's built on. Four wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. Seen that picture of Andre holding up the. Yeah, the lady. Hey, uh, fellas, I go ahead. Go go ahead, Barker. No, no, go ahead because mine's different. Well, it's interesting. A friend of mine just handed me a sheet here. And does he have a personal assistant at the house? (laughs) I do. Jarvis. 
my drink. <laughs> so, but it, it's interesting when Derek was talking about AJ Styles and Reznor said, I'll bet you that AJ Styles wouldn't even be on AJ Styles Mount Merchmore ahead of Ric Flair. It's interesting because, you know, all these guys, they're fans just like us. They grew up idolizing somebody. They grew up emulating somebody. And so the Undertaker's, Mount Rushmore, Flair, Hogan, Stone Cold, Andre. That was the Undertaker's Mount oh, okay. Rushmore. And w- wouldn't you love to talk to some of these guys and listen, particularly like some of the older guys? You figure a guy like Tully Blanchard, his dad owned a promotion, and all the guys that Tully has gotten to see, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Wouldn't you love to have this discussion with Jim Cornette, a guy who knows wrestling history, who was there as a 14-year-old photographer or whatever? Jim, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Well, or, hey. Uh, uh, Jim Ross. You know, you are having these guys on. We have these people. This should be like your final question to everyone that we do have. Mm, right? Yeah. I mean, you all, right. you two. justification or anything, Rez, just have, hey, give us four names. Who's who's on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah, that's a per, that's like a good gimmick for your all's interviews. We get these motherfuckers. I'd like to know what Ricky <laughs> Morton, I'd like to know what Ricky Morton's, you know, top four is. Because that could be real interesting because, you know, he's coming from deep south territory shit. You know what I mean? Well, like, and I also want to suggest that we do a tag team Mount Rushmore sometime. Not tonight. We've got to do a manager one. we got to do a manager one. Who the You're fuck right. are we going to get to carve out? Eight freaking pick, you know, eight eight faces into a mountain. Jesus. I can actually say we just take Teddy Roosevelt out of there. And, and uh, what I was going to say, and actually Stephen P actually set me up for it, and I wanted to circle back uh, to the AJ Styles thing because I've been really thinking about it. I think that I and I, well, I don't think I hope that in fifteen years the Lord willing and the creek don't rise, we can have this conversation and we can actually have a serious conversation about AJ Styles being there. But he's I just not love, big enough. I want I that to happen. It. Maybe AJ takes a run. Do you think Derek AJ gets a run in AEW when he's done in uh, WWE? No, we wanted him to be a legend. That, listen, if AJ, he, he, he already will. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And if AJ Styles goes to AEW, he'll be the only individual to win every major world title. Is that a major world title? <laughs> more, more major is than now. GP is now. It is a major world title. W champion over. Wait, it. fuck that. No, hold on. Now, Stephen Barker, I know that you you bitch a lot about AEW. That's that's no no hidden oh, thing here. I don't think here. it's fucking wait, major wait, just wait, because wait, a billionaire wait, wait, wait. wants to play no, fucking. Here's the uh, thing. Playbooker. Here's the thing. It's number two. Ring of Honor is more. It, uh, it, no, no. Ring of Honor is more major. Really, because because you know what, you're wrong as hell. Ring of Honor is not more major. the The number two company, whether you like it or not, is AEW. That's that is. I mean, is there any argument there? Is there another company that's that is on a national level doing what AEW is doing? Did Barker just try to say the Beatles are not that good? I think he did. Hey, are you saying AEW are like the Beatles? What the fuck are you talking about? AEW is like the fucking monkeys. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Give me a break. It's it's fake fake wrestling. It's fake fucking band. The monkeys weren't a band. That that motherfucker, Peter Tork, didn't play drums. Hey, you know what, Brian? You know, Brian last... 
Brian Last would fist fight you over that monkey's comment. He's a huge monkeys fan. I heard That's him so talking about that just the I other day. Ma- dude, I know a major producer, like the guy who produced every Sublime record, who will fight you till four in the morning about how great the monkeys are. It fucking <laughs> makes no sense to Here me. Here we come, dude. I mean, down the street. it's not they love them, but not because of the reasons of who's in the band. <laughs> okay, I mean, so they're all great records, but the monkeys didn't make those records. So right, we right. know. I mean, AJ Styles. Everybody here agrees that AJ Styles is amazing. I, and I think that the majority of us agree that AJ is not ready to be on Mount Rushmore. Now, we've talked about Andre the Giant. You know, you could say Andre deserves to be up there all day long, but does Andre deserve to be up there more than Ric Flair? And that is a big fuck no for me. Now, who is going to take this spot? Because we're at the we're at the end of this segment here, and we've got to put somebody else on this Mount Rushmore, and we are almost fucking there. Luthez... Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, and I say Ric Flair. I don't see how it can be anybody how are we but this conversation Ric Flair. Still, of course it's Ric Flair. I thought we had moved on to all of our curmudgeon picks. Mm. It's Ric Flair. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's there. It's empirical fucking fact that Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all fucking time. Go out your fucking front yard right now and woo and see how many fucking neighbors woo the fuck back at you. Go. Neighbor, I've been to Adam's house. Nothing. He's got neighbors. That's okay. it. Go down a street in any town or city in America. It don't matter woo. what fucking race they are. It don't matter how old they are. And Ric Flair's never been in a fucking movie. I don't know how many of you have been to WWE pay-per-views in the last few years. I've been to a bunch. I went to three of the big four in 18. There's a bunch of boys that cosplay Ric Flair when they show up at the arena. He's got his own Adidas shoe. He has his own shoe. Adidas has a Ric Flair shoe. I still see getting cosplayed in 2018, 2019, 2020. Ric Flair and Macho Man. I would say... I would I mean, say dude, every Macho single Man would be more more than Andre the Giant for me. Yeah, Macho Man would definitely be on there before Andre the Giant a for me. Bunch of honorable mentions. We have a know, bunch. And of them. I don't know where we're going to come down on Flair in that fourth slot. Five of six. Of us. I would like to hear everyone's like outsider AJ Styles pick. Rez, what's your outsider? My outsider AJ Styles pick. That's a very interesting question. I don't think that I. I don't. I don't think I have anybody that is from a modern era that that should be included on this. I mean, I I, I respect Derek Jones's pick, but if I was going to pick a pick like Derek Jones's pick, the only pick that comes to mind is AJ Styles. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I'm 100% behind Derek Jones's pick. It's just I'm not behind it when there's only one slot left and Ric Flair's not there. He's got to get bigger, man. I want him to get bigger. He's got to get bigger over, man. He's not as he's not as over as Edge or Roman Reigns or Daniel Bryan right now. So well, and I, we haven't talked about Taker, but the cinematic match was with AJ Styles. That's who Taker wanted to work with. You know, that's another outlier that I think you can make a really strong argument on, especially with longevity. Is Taker Taker for sure? I mean, putting asses in seats, man. The, I think the, Jarvis here, following that win percentage. Do you guys know who has the number one win percentage? Who? Cena. Michael Cole. Roman Reigns. 
The Ultimate Warrior at 120. Oh, oh yeah. 13. Oh, hell yeah. Destroys that old metric. Put him on. Destroys that old metric. Oh, my God. The Ultimate Warrior at the end. No, the reason why I get so fired up to be around you all and I'm so get wired and just talk too much is because I have one fucking friend, Mike Parker, Matt and Adam, who likes wrestling and all that motherfucker wants to do is talk about the Ultimate Warrior. So the only time I get to talk about anything other than how great the Ultimate Warrior, he'll come over to my house and we'll watch some shit and Parker will be like, what? Ultimate Warrior's better. Like, this is... <laughs> hey, I think that's... I mean, just like for some people, Stone Cold, and for some people, Rock, like for some people, it never got better than, than the Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. You know, I, I will say that my wife just recently found the Ultimate Warrior uh, He-Man WWE figure at uh, at one of our Walmarts, which is a pretty big deal for us because normally our Walmarts only have Cena figures and AEW rings. But uh, <laughs> she, she somehow found the Ultimate Warrior he-man figure and i just recently got that however it still doesn't make me put him on fucking mount rushmore over rick flair a ultimate warrior for sure cut a better promo than frank gotch (laughs) (laughs) and and andre for that matter do you guys want to hear some other wrestlers mount rushmore yes roman reigns taker austin cena hogan rock hogan flair austin bruno CM Punk, Mitsuhushu Megav Misawa, Misawa, yeah, Misawa, Misawa, Austin Savage, Harley Race. Ooh, wow. Wasn't he, didn't he train with Race for a little mm-hmm. bit? Okay. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, Hogan, Rock, Flair, HBK, Jericho's Hogan, Owen Hart, Savage, Steamboat, Owen. Mm-hmm. Those are deep album cuts. Mm-hmm. Angles is Austin Flair, HBK, and Rock, and Ric Flair's. Is Hogan, Austin, Rock, and Ric Flair? You goddamn right. <laughs> Even Ric Flair knows. Flair you think Ric Flair's not gonna put himself on there? And that fact alone is telling you he's Roosevelt the fucking greatest pro wrestler in the world. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't only think that he's on the Mount Rushmore. I think he's the great, greatest ever. He's the greatest ever. Has any? Okay, I know Rez and Stephen New did, and I'm almost for certain Adam did. Has had anyone ever watched? Got like to see him at his prime? I saw him in eighty. Six on the Great American Bash. That Same motherfucker here. electrifies. Like I've seen every rock band that I want to see. Like all the fucking greats, all of them. Nobody electrified a fucking crowd. I know he Paul's was dead. mythical. Paul's dead anyway. After Paul you know, died, I wasn't. I wasn't interested. What are we talking about? <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul died in the very beginning. <laughs> exactly. I only like bubblegum uh, QT Beatles. Uh, that's not true. Uh, the, when Ric Flair came out in Charleston Civic Center for the fucking Great American Bash after Waylon Jennings got done drunkenly playing on stage, it was like. What I think it was when the Beatles showed up. This motherfucker is one of the most over and was most over everywhere. Everywhere. J- Japan. Everywhere. Well, you were saying, uh, you know, St- Steve New was saying earlier, you know, that you you always, you know, hear Rick, you see people doing the Ric Flair cosplay. I will say that every wrestling event that I've ever attended had woos in the crowd. It would start with mm-hmm. one person. Woo! And then boom, the whole crowd is doing it. And that's every event i've ever attended since i was a child yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. even more than just the catchphrase it's like when someone does a chop in 99.9 percent of the world the right. audience is going to woo 
Is no there matter, any wrestling? No, is there any pro wrestling equivalent of that? That when a maneuver is performed, someone else's catchphrase is uttered. I, not when a maneuver is performed. I'd say the only thing close to the yes. woo is the what and the yes. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin probably could be disqualified for that watch shit. That's one of that's a goddamn cancer on this fucking business, dude. Everybody that goes on his podcast should be allowed to fucking open hand slap Stone Cold. That I want to know sucks. if I want to know if Matt has any uh, weirdo picks. What was your format? Uh well, initially I'd written I'd written several uh, honorable mentions that I was kind of gridlocked at the at the final spot, but I, I had HBK on there originally, and then I had an argument for Dusty. I think that that Dusty, you could argue that Dusty could be on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. I think for just what he did for the business, the same way that Stephen P um, brought up Vince. You know, I I didn't think about putting Vince McMahon on the Rushmore, but Vince, you could argue that he he could be on there as a promoter and performer, right? Right, right. Vince McMahon would be the guy to steal the land that the Mount Rushmore was going to be on. argue i mean you could argue that he he has a uh, a, a place on there is all i'm saying so, <laughs> so, so if we're stealing uh, indian land for this mount rushmore like the original oh, mount Vinny rushmore Vinny is totally yes. gonna negotiate that deal for us so and when he gets done stealing your shit you're gonna be like wow i got a good deal well, yeah, and then he'll hawk it to NBC yeah, for a billion. Seriously, and he, he's he's going to be the Roosevelt of the group who's going to make sure to <laughs> yeah, commission sure. it. He'll get it pushed through Congress and make sure he's included on it as well. Okay, Derek Jones, I got to come back to you. We've been sitting here talking about many, many reasons why Ric Flair has got to be on this Mount Rushmore. And I'm, I'm really about to put him on there without your consent. But <laughs> I need to know, do you at least see the point of why a Mount Rushmore is not even valid Without Ric Flair. Ric Flair, undisputably one of the greatest of all time. Okay, then why can't you just say he belongs in the spot? On my Mount Rushmore, he'll have a beautiful plaque at the bottom (laughs) at the overlook. (laughs) So that's what he's really saying is, is right now, D. Jones, the only Derrick Jones that matters, is putting AJ Styles over Ric Flair. Yep. And AJ Styles, one of his biggest influences in his entire career is who? Rick. Well, I tell you what, Blair. man, AJ Styles on the mic could use some of that fucking charisma because that's going to be a big old problem. Because wait a second. Now, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I will say AJ has a, a history of being bad on the mic. This is not a fact now. AJ Styles can work a stick now. He can do a program now. And I'm very proud of AJ Styles' mic work right now Our, he's I'm, gotten better in the sense that Bret Hart got better a little bit later on but it ain't like it ain't fucking The Rock it, it ain't, ain't Rick Ray well Wyatt. who is who is The Rock you got The Rock Ric Flair Dusty Rhodes uh, you know Billy Graham who, who are those you know, who, who is like those guys Jim Cornette oh, Jim Cornette promo okay. man of the fucking all time or we gonna put Jim Cornette on <laughs> Mount Rushmore easy. No. it's not even fucking close so Derek my question comes back do you understand why we're about to put Ric Flair on this Mount Rushmore without you <laughs> <laughs> oh come on Derek concede concede I conceded to Stephen P 
That's you know, that's not me. We all did. We all received it. Says, could you imagine arguing with Derrick Jones in a domestic situation? His poor wife. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Do we need to let Jarvis be the tiebreaker here, or uh, what? It's Ric Flair. He's holding up the fucking. Dude, there, well, I mean, fucking exit. Technically, it's there isn't Flair. There isn't a tie. Boas around his neck. Uh, you can tell he's wearing a robe. His hair is immaculate. He's going to look the best on Mount no, Rushmore. There, there no, isn't an argument, really. No, I mean, here go. Okay, so side note, sidebar, if you will, which one of these has worked their damnedest to tarnish their legacy? Is it as Ric Flair fucked himself worse, <laughs> or as Hogan fucked himself worse? Because Stone Cold got out of it with his dignity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, I don't know, Frank Gotch, I don't know. But, like, those, you know, Stone Cold, he still is like, a, you know, he has his dignity. Hulk Hogan is a fucking, kind of a fucking meme catch, like, joke right now. And Ric Flair, who cannot just step away, and I understand the idea of a performer who gets addicted to the spotlight, but Ric Flair tried his damnedest to get off Flair. this I Mount Rushmore. Flair wasted so much money. He had to. I understand. I, I think I honestly think Flair's still going for the money. It's the reason point. why Molly Crew has to go on tour next year. I understand. Yeah. That's the reason we were able to have him with lunch. Have lunch with us. Have That's lunch the with my him. My friends were right? able to fire to hire him. Is you ain't going to get Stone Cold Steve Austin to fly to Charleston to hang out with Adam Harris for a weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's a thing. And you know, dude, like that's I think what I think is being tarnished with Derek. And I know that D Jones is a, a more of a historian than we give him credit for. But man, you know, you were probably watching in live when fucking he was wrestling with his shirt on, bleeding like a stuck pig, like wrestling McFoley. Or what was your, yeah, that's shit. an interesting thing, Derek Jones. What was your first Ric Flair match? My first Ric Flair match? Yeah, that you that you watched. Oh goodness! Uh, I mean, he would have been a part of the Horsemen in WCW. Late so 90s. you did see that live as a kid? I, I mean, yeah. you're you're talking about late Horsemen. You're talking about the late Horsemen. Um, in, like in, when he I mean, was I, wrestling I, in slacks with Chris Benoit. Like, remember when he was just say, wrestling in slacks and a black well, shirt? You, you know what happened. Flair handcuffed himself to a rope, and it traumatized Derek Jones as a small child, and he's never been the same ever since. He saw he saw David Flair he saw David Flair turn on his dad. He was like, "Well, he's a terrible dad. He can't right, be a good wrestler." Right. Fucking Vince Russo knows more than Ric Flair does. Yeah. You cut the camera, Bischoff, and I'll be naked when you come back. <laughs> That's my problem. That's, That's the thing. Jones when he was small. And Ric Flair's just shitting all over it right now with this uh, abortion of a fucking angle with Lacey Evans. That's fucking terrible. He's got to go home. Someone who loves him tells him to go the fuck home. And Triple H We're does. We know that. Pay him to stay at home. Please. If I'm Triple it's, H, I pay him to stay in Because Charlotte. he is destroying his legacy. Because if we were to, again, let someone who's never watched wrestling at all and let them hear this and then for some reason they watch Monday and they see this decrepit old man who's fucking almost out of it as much as fucking Joe Biden come down the fucking ramp and they're going to be like this is your king this is your well, king I wish that he, he must not be able to, to translate or any, any of this knowledge that we give him credit for you know like shouldn't he be an agent like shouldn't he be helping some of these guys build matches man you can't uh, make Axel Rose into that? a roadie man you he can't make Axel Rose I'm sitting right with himself. 
What is it? He doesn't want to help anybody but himself right now. That's a good He's point. Right. That's, That's a good point. point. Where I want to see him end up is AEW. I wish that this whole Andrade, no. Charlotte, Ric Flair thing would have led to all three of them going to AEW. Because right. having like, having Ric Brian. Flair show up and cut a promo for Pinnacle and be a part of that would be would be great TV. Do not do not wish that horrific idea. That that <laughs> spawn of flair on my AW. Oh wow! Like agree, but you, for completely entirely. Wait, wait a minute. Reasons. You mean you mean don't wish that Charlotte would come and make the AEW women's division actually a division and not have to fucking destroy each other with tables to get any type of attention? Who would she wrestle? Nobody can fucking none of those I girls would love can to. I'd love to see Britt Baker versus Charlotte Flair. She might be able to carry her to something. Yeah, but then what? Her. But then what? Yeah. Hey, how what? about this? What if what if Ric Flair stay with me goes to the NWA? Hey, hey. They would get more than fourteen thousand views for sure. They would get more than fourteen thousand views. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, they would and probably I think double. that would be a whole nother. That would be a whole nother addition to his legacy if done right. That we would all be talking about. Like Man, Billy Corgan, I just want to see make it happen. Home. I want him to Derek, go home. Derek Jones, have you have you watched my Ric Flair music video? Maybe that <laughs> can change. <laughs> Several times. Maybe that's yeah, why no, he does Nobody it. else on Rushmore <laughs> right. uh, had Matt Mullins write a song about them. That's true. There you go. I got an Abdullah the Butcher song, but that doesn't. That's different. So, hey, so now that we've re- you go, uh, everyone, we've got our, you know, uh, mostly agreed upon. Yeah, we've got, we've we pretty much, go we've got. Give us our, yeah. our, 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 our own. Like our personal four? Sure, we can do that. We can do that right now since we've got the official final list. It's uh, Luthes, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and even though Derek Jones will not come to reality, Ric Flair. So, But he does have a good-looking dog, so we'll let it pass. Go ahead. What is your four, Stephen Barker? <sighs> Adam Harris, you owe me a beer next time I see you, brother. It's st- Are you it's- putting Jericho on the list? Shh. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> It's Ric Flair. <laughs> it's fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. And again, this is personal. Fucking Kurt Angle at Chris Jericho, motherfuckers. No matter how much Jericho's trying to get off my list, he's trying to get off my list on a daily basis. But I agree. We're that's how great he is, is. He's not fucked it up. And, and Adam Harris, you're going to put a shot on top of it because my fifth guy out is William motherfucking Regal. Those are my four <laughs> plus one. Damn. William Regal. Uh, okay. William so William Regal's Regal, your honorable mention. He is. He, he's not even, he was never as big as even AJ Styles, but he's a goddamn genius. He's a fucking genius in the ring. Okay, Adam Harris, since he is talking to you, what what, what is your four? I, you know, I, I would always argue for a Jericho spot, for sure, because I feel like when it comes to adapting uh, your character, remaining relevant, um, I, I feel like Jericho deserves to be in the conversation, especially with the AEW, uh, how he's carried the load there. Um, I did not put him in my final four. I feel like I was on, Judas. On, I was I was on the fence of uh, I was going to go. I was going to go Hulk Hogan, who invented pay per view. I was going to go Steve Austin, who captured the zeitgeist of every American who wanted to say take this job and shove it. I was going to say Flair because he tells the story of the territories, uh, mid south multiple runs and his and his run went way longer than any of us expected to 
And then for me, if I'm building an attraction and it's going to be a tourist destination where all these faces are in, ingrained in, in granite, it's going to be Andre the Giant. All right. What's Matt. your fifth? What's your fifth one? What's your offer? Uh, his fifth is, is Jericho. Taker, Taker, Jericho. I mean, you can make any. You can make any argument. All right, all right Matt I also, Mullins. I also love. Uh, I love Regal, and I also we didn't talk about him, but Kane. Oh my God! Yeah. I would never put Kane on a nah. fucking. No way! No, no <laughs> uh, I way! I can't. No. I can't even accept that as a as a I fifth. Can't. Matt Mullins. I, I accept William Regal as a fifth before I accept Kane. Matt Mullins, <laughs> you're four. Uh, I would go with. Let's see. There's my list brought up there. I went with Hogan. Of course, I was a Hulkamaniac. Uh, Flair, Austin, and HBK. Mm. HBK. That, and what, what would you be your fifth wild card? I would probably put Andre as my wild card. I had. I mean, I had a lot of honorable mentions, but I, I can make the argument for Dusty. I could make it for uh, Macho Man. So Macro I don't know. Butcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Derek, Derek Jones, Derek Jones, you, yes. Derek Jones, you pretty much gave us your four, correct? Well, I, I gave I gave three that I figured everybody would go with. I kind of thought everybody was going to go with Hogan, Rock, and Austin to start, but like my list that's actually wrote down of my my four and the one that I had to just had to really struggle not putting him on there would be just my four favorite wrestlers, uh, pretty much of all time. Uh, so Hogan is not on actually my list. Okay, so who's on your list? So my list consists of AJ Styles, Randy Savage, the Great Muda, Chris Jericho. I like Great Muda being Derek on there. Jones. I like Look Great Muda being on there. I, I like that. Shaking hands across aisles. <laughs> okay. I feel bad. I, did, I, did, I should have lobbied better for Jericho. I feel like I had the votes. I can't believe <laughs> you. I can't believe you, Adam Harris. All right, Steve, Stephen P. New, you're four. I am going to go Bizarro World on you guys. Oh, God. The Bizarro World, the the mirror of the four we chose. Bruno Sammartino, Dusty Rhodes, Roddy Piper, Ooh. and The Rock. And The Rock. Wow. So that's the mirror of what we actually picked that and put on. the mirror of what we chose. Now, I'm not saying. Now, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes is my favorite wrestler. I was going to say, would you say those are your four favorites then? Not Bruno necessarily, because I probably like superstar Billy Graham better Me than I like too. from that era or from that era rather I agree I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about him as an influence especially because you know there the the whole Kogan thing doesn't really happen uh without Superstar Superstar. Billy does does, does Hulk Hogan happen? Does does Dusty Rhodes happen? Do, I mean Thunderbolt Patterson. D does d what do you mean? Thunderbolt Patterson was the the wrestler that Dusty Rhodes got all of that jive from. Oh really? Like, it wasn't Billy Graham. Billy Graham too. Nah, dude, he go got a lot from Billy Thunderbolt Graham. Patterson. Bro, uh, all that Muhammad all that Ali got yeah, stuff from like Billy all Graham. The music that we love. It was of course uh, adapted from the black culture. It was. Know, it was uh, all that way. stuff was him. Remember, Dusty talks like that. That motherfucker from North Texas, they don't talk like that in North Texas, right? He got that from somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so we're not talking about Bobo Brazil right now either. Yeah, go and watch <laughs> or, a Thunderbolt Patterson and you'll hear it. On talk about the, the shit. Oh god, man! I, I love them. As far like, as my Mount Rushmore, I would say that it's pretty, pretty dead on with the Mount Rushmore we picked. I would say uh, other than, uh, you know, other than the, the, the selections we picked, if I was going to pick a fifth wild card that was just for me, you know, well, actually tell you what, since we've already picked that Mount Rushmore, I'll tell you what my personal, if, if it was going to be my personal, it would be or Rick Rudes, Rick Flair, Rick Rude, <laughs> 
Oh my God. Ric Flair, Rick Rude. I would Rick also, uh, what'd you say? Rick, we, Rick we going with all Ricks? No, it's not all Ricks. <laughs> and Rick Rubin. Yeah. And Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to pick a, a Mount Rushmore, it would be Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Rick Rude, and Shane Douglas. That would be a, my, that would be my, my picks for me personally as a fan. Rick but of course, plugs in. Rex Rez is getting plugs make, in. When Brian makes this Mount Rushmore, he's going to have a plaque at the dub at the bottom. It's just going to have every wrestler from '92 WCW that was on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> is there a place for the dynamic dudes in there uh, for his no, for his tag team? Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, that was over before '92. So, um, but yeah, that would be that would be my pick if I was doing personal picks, just of my favorite wrestlers. Um, and and the reason why I put Shane on there is because Shane was a really he was a really big big deal to me i was an ecw diehard so you know like a like derrick jones is with aew i was with ecw um, me too absolutely you, you know the that, difference uh, between those fan bases is like when you when aew gets mad they like cry on the internet and make memes an ecw fan might fucking cut you for talking shit <laughs> that was the difference between the two yeah ecw fans were including austin is even though he had a short stint in ecw i feel like you know a very impactful one that's looked back on very fondly you know and again telling the story you've got austin with that little run through ecw on his way into wwe it tells really well did he ever have a match in ecw or did he just cut promos yeah he had matches but they never show any of it i can't remember who he fought but oh, it, wasn't, I mean, it, it wasn't very many mikey whipbrick was was one that comes to mind the most yeah. Yeah, he he kind of got was even like, over. Was it aired? Yeah. I don't remember. It's I, always I was not, an it's ECW on the watcher. I only say that, you know, I only say that looking back. And that's, again, with the narrative that WWE has helped paint. There was, also, me, a, you know, there was also a feud between Steve Austin and Sandman. I mean, there's the, there, there's a lot of Steve Austin stuff on there. I mean, it was a brief little spot in ECW, but he did wrestle. Okay, so I thought maybe he was just cutting promos. But, I well, the that. reason why you think that is because when he first got there, he was injured, and that's all he did was cut promos. Uh, but when he became cleared to wrestle, is, he could wrestle again in ECW, and mm-hmm. just he was just there for a little bit of time before the WWE was like, we're going to pick this guy up. It was like he was about to become Stone Cold. They turned him into Ringmaster, and then eventually he needed to go back and be Stone Cold, which, thank God. Yeah, well, yeah. that the, the Steve Austin the, the Steve Austin in ECW was a little bit more corny than stone cold it was it was more of a heelish uh it was more of a chicken mm-hmm. shit role chicken shit heel role than badass heel role that he had in WWE. a little bit more like brian pillman too you yeah know, it was kind of like when he cut those promos on kevin Sullivan. exactly that the the my favorite uh, the promo uh, you know Stone Cold ECW promo was when he's dressed as Bischoff and he's like welcome to WCW where the big boys play with each other <laughs> classic classic okay That's well amazing. we we have really ch- uh, you know chalked this out and we've got a uh, a final Mount Rushmore that we call our definitive Mount Rushmore here on this special edition of House of Kayfabe where we discussed the final Mount Rushmore and uh, guys thank you so much for being with me here and i'm glad that we've got this uh, sorted out we'll have more special editions to come here on house of kayfabe so keep it locked to the kayfabe stream and we will see you on the next edition of house of kayfabe house of kayfabe i take it to the edge i do it till it freaks i push it to the limit i ain't ever gonna sleep
This has been a product of Superior Radio Network. At the law office of Stephen New, we take a team approach to your case. Our staff and paralegals are excellent and will assist you through every step of your case. We employ world-class experts to make sure that your case is developed to its maximum value. When you seek legal counsel, choose Stephen New and his team. They'll work together to achieve the best results for your case and support you every step of the way. Our clients, why we do what we do to Law Office of Stephen New.